Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. DC Universe, welcome to episode 87 of Straight Out of Gotham. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network by host, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF, clicking the drop down, and uh, selecting uh, whichever one you're in the mood for because there's a ton of them. Um, I am your co host from the other side of the Hudson River. I'm Peter Arvara, and today we're recording on August 17th, 2022. And as always, I have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you all, our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review the show on Apple, iTunes, and podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a monthly uh, prize pack giveaway. Um, so please enter our contest. We do it every month, and it's always a, a fun little uh, gift bag of uh, you know just fanboy essentials. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won the 1984 Suffolk County Shoe, Fi- Shoe Fly Pie Baking and Eating Championships. It's a two-for-one. Ladies and gentlemen, a Batman on Film Junior contributor, Eric Holzman. You need to get, like, crowd. I need to put crowd noise in here. Hey, what's going on, everyone? <laughs> call I, call I, call I, call I, Eric, Eric. You know, it's crazy. And then all the girls are like, oh! And then, and then they get, oh, speeds are everywhere. And, you know, there's just light sticks. All of a sudden, it turns into a fish show. This isn't Mardi and, Gras. Uh, it should be. That's true. <laughs> it's like Eric lands on the island. All of a sudden, it, the, it's, <laughs> it's the red carpet's rolled out. I need know? a wrestler's introduction. Yeah. That's what I need. I need a wrestling. Inter- or who is the one, that boxer who was like all talk and turned out to be crap? Prince Nassim. Was that his name? Do you remember him? Uh, I do not know. Yeah, he was this he was this boxer who had a big mouth who was told, oh, I'm going to beat everyone up. He was a big deal for a minute. And then uh, he wound up not having a good career. But his, like the spectacle was bigger than his actual mm. boxing career. Mm. Uh, I think it was Prince Nassim. He would come in like on this rotating float and like really? come in. Yeah, come down the aisle on this thing. It was crazy. It almost sounds like Apollo. I think. <laughs> so, yeah, it was similar to was the Apollo, Apollo Creed based on him or was that after? No, no, this was after. This okay. was I want to so say he this stole was Apollo's stick. I want to say this was the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a heavyweight. He was like a, a welterweight or a or lightweight. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, then class. Let's, get, let's we should get him to fight Hasbulla. But <laughs> Oh, yes, guys. Pete is obsessed with Hasbulla. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Hasbulla or you know who he is. He's incredible. He's is the he a, greatest thing what's, what's his ailment does he have? What uh, he has human growth deficiency. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, definitely inspirational. I'll say that. Like, he's a very inspirational little guy. Uh, but um, I don't understand the obsession. <laughs> you, you might need to explain that one. I don't understand. He's incredible. He's three foot two. He's not afraid of everybody. He fights everything in the world. He's just... And this is this he's is a, a he drives cars he does I don't know he's he's just he's a phenomenon. So now Liver King is in the background for you. You know more Liver King. You don't care. I'm about still him I'm anymore. still paying attention to Liver King. I'm still I'm still following the the tenants and everything. I'm still trying to you know 
live my best life. There's certain things about the Liver King that I, I that I like more than others. You know, there's certain mm-hmm. philosophies I kind of like. Oh, okay, that's cool. Like I kind of like there's like Liver King and there's like Carnivore MD, and I kind of like take the best of both of them and I try to combine it into like I don't know, like T Rex Peter, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, like try to like take the best and make the make it one thing. Um, you know, whatever the hell you want to call that, but. uh yeah, no, uh, Liver King's still up there because he's just he's ridiculous, and I just don't know how he eats that liver raw. That's that's still impressive to me. Yeah, um, Pete Pete likes to uh, he he finds these things and he just st- oh, kind of lashes onto them, but that's cool. That's cool. I I, <laughs> I feel like I'm too um, old OCD <laughs> right now or scatterbrained to do that. I catch on to one thing, it lasts for like five minutes, and then I move on to something else. <laughs> that could be why i'm still single too actually it happens to be relationships as well i get bored really quick so uh <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, horrible thing to say it's the truth i'm honest hey How'd you least, get bored with women at least i'm honest uh, you know being truthful about it okay um, all right I get bored really quick with things I know, you're so, so fascinating i guess but <laughs> <laughs> so ladies out there if you're interested just be warned you have to be really, really, really special for me. For me, to... <laughs> <I guess. Okay. laughs> for me. Know, I mean, when you're the champion of Long Island, I guess you could be the most picky man in the world. Selective? I am picky. I am. Yeah. I am. Okay. It's weird, though. It's not with everything that I'm picky. So it's no, very strange. No. You, uh, you, you, with movies, you love Ms. Marvel, but with women, <laughs> you've got to be, you know, 15 out of 10. I'm not a 15. And it's not even that. It's just, it, we don't have time to go <laughs> to break this you down. You brought it up. <laughs> I know. We don't I'm sitting here talking about Hasbul, and you're like, okay, guys, let me tell you about my love life. I <laughs> no, no, no. I did not say that. But I, I did bring it up, though. It was my fault. I, I'm sorry. Okay, we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, Hasbula is spoken right now. and uh, No, no, you're not Hasbula. You may you be a are. of Long Island. You're not Hezbollah. You are. You're Hezbollah. <laughs> I'm not Hezbollah. I'm just a fan of Hezbollah. We are going crazy down this rabbit hole of Hezbollah. One yeah. thing we're both kind of pissed about, amazing. though, right now is uh, we were talking about it for a little bit. We'll only spend a short amount of time on the Yankees. Uh, God. <laughs> nothing to talk about there, first of all. You know, there is because there, we have to. There has to be a session where we could just air our frustration, and then we can move on, right? So, I it's called Twitter. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> they just suck right now. They're going through a really rough period, right? Lots of injuries. That's um, an excuse. It shouldn't be a problem. Well, I, well, it is a with, all these in, with all the injuries they have, they still are better. They still can compete. You're correct. With all You're right. Teams don't want to hear that. You're right. You're right. They should be. They could. They still have enough to win. You're correct. Yeah. So, but it does not having certain guys does impact the way pitchers approach hitters. So, and the approach uh, that the I hitters still think take. the lineup is fine. So, yep, like we said before, though everyone there's enough got names cold. out there. They're just not doing it. That's the problem. Yep, they all got cold at the same time, <laughs> which yeah. kind of sucks. But there's still plenty of time. There's still what 28 games over 500, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. Remember, like with 2000, I looked this up. They uh. They didn't get cold until September 14th. So, you know, I'd rather them get cold on August 14th because they limped into 2000 and then they right, right, right the ship in October and everybody was very nervous. 
very nervous the whole time. Even the um, 98 team struggled um, in August, and then Shane Spencer came up. Yeah. He and, a lot of home runs. I don't know how much they struggled, to be honest with you. For them, struggling was probably like losing for like a week. Right. But um, right. I that they team didn't struggle kind of much stand. until the ALCS against Cleveland. Yeah. The Indians, the Cleveland Indians. Yes. And um, they eventually came back to win that series. So, but yeah, uh, that was uh... the 2000 Yankees didn't struggle till September. So you figure if you do it a month early, you get all the kinks out. Things will get back on track next month, um, hopefully. But also, we'll tie this into Batman because we shouldn't even be talking about this because it's a non story. Oswaldo Cabrera is uh, rumored, and I haven't checked Twitter or anything, um, being at his 11 o'clock in the morning, to be called up from Scranton Wilkesbury. So Oswald is in the Bronx. It's not Peraza, it's Cabrera, but I will take one Oswald for another. I'm very excited. Um, I hope he does well. I wonder where they're going to put him in the infield. Um, Because who knows who makes a lineup anymore? They can put that catcher if they think it's the best thing for the team. They're all idiots. Um, (laughs) So Oswald's up. I'm excited. Oswaldo is his name. I believe he prefers Oswaldo, but I'm still going to call him Oswald because I'm an asshole. Um, (laughs) And I'm just going to take it and run with it. And uh, I'm excited. Oswaldo Cabrera is up, so I'm very excited for that. And uh, I'm really hoping that someone on the Yankees – uh, graphics department, uh, whoever runs the show there. I don't know anybody. Incorporates the penguin? Incorporates the penguin somehow for maybe a walk-up or something. I hope someone gets creative. Um, well, Because I hope he plays. And yeah, plays. him. I heard him. And then even Floriel, someone mentioned yep, he yep. might be coming. Floriel and uh, everyone's saying that uh, Marinaccio is going to come up because it's three players. Are, they're putting three players on the DL probably – one week too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, as Eric likes to say, this is probably Eric's favorite quote. They think they're the smartest people in the room every time. So, <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite quotes. And I often am not that person. So it's, it's an easy one for me to make. So it's usually about Chris Nolan. Oh, well, yeah. With him, his movies lately have been that like that. Oh God, don't give me that, Eric. Come on, Ms. they have Captain Marvel. Ms. Marvel is good. What does Captain Marvel have to do with Chris Nolan? Because you praise Captain Marvel, you hate <laughs> female superheroes, and then you hate Chris Nolan. Uh huh. Sometimes your Rick Shoe thinking is so ass backwards it can't even be called Rick Shoe. I don't even know what you just said. Justin will understand. He'll get it. He probably will. But he for will. now, for now, let's get to this. News. Ooh, that was like, ooh, <laughs> news. Let's get to the news, all right? So we've had, uh, it's been, a, we've had, it's a, we're recording a little two bit weeks, past our weeks. normal week point that we post, that we record. So there's been some news that's kind of overlapped, uh, but it's good that we picked today to record because we recently got the news about our fa- one of our favorite topics, which of course is Ezra Miller's the Ezra Miller saga. Um, the saga, it really has become a saga. Like I'm waiting for the the HBO Max feature on the Ezra Miller story. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting. So uh, I was like, we're gonna cancel the Flash, but we're gonna do a biopic on Ezra Miller. Yeah, like I'm waiting for that so we could get the full story. Of what happened, but there's been there were so many things that came out uh, recently. For, one was I don't know if we discussed. I think we did on the last show or one of the last shows about the arrest in Vermont. Um, he got arrested in Vermont for 
uh, burglary. Mm -hmm. I think we talked about it a little bit last. So that was one of the things. And then there was a story that came out that this one, this woman who went to his Airbnb in Iceland and she said like he was running a commune and (laughs) people looked hypnotized Uh. and that was another thing that came out through all this time. And then the woman that he was supposedly grooming to Coda Iron Eyes, mm-hmm. uh, she kind of, ref- she had did a little piece with Insider and she, which is <laughs> weird. It's all over the place. Businesses, right. And she was saying how she, um, she like, she totally refuted her parents claims that, Oh, he wasn't grooming her, that he was helpful. He really cares about people. Um, and that she took, there was this thing that she, he, like they made her take LSD or whatever. And she, she said, no, she took a small dose and that there were bruises on her arms and they were due to her. She said it could even been due to her parents pulling her away. All this weird stuff was coming out. Also, he did reshoots for the flash while the cops were like looking for him. Yeah. And while he was in hiding. <laughs> yes. And then the, the weird thing, her, one of the weird things about her story was they asked her about the bulletproof vest and stuff. And she said it was like a fashion statement he was making. That's a little bit much. I'm not sure I believe that I mean, as knows? one of the reasons why he was wearing it. But clearly Ezra has, we, as we know, has had issues. He, what, what if this <clears throat> is honestly just, what if this, all this is just not real? What if this is just a PR stunt? What if all this is calculated? You know, because like it's just some of this stuff is so far out there that it's like, how could one person like literally just go on like this rampage, right? Like, and then everything all comes out. Like, honestly, like everything all comes out at once. It's just one story after another that keeps the flash in the headlines. All anyone's talking about is this movie. You know, the hype for this movie has probably grown because people are so interested in Ezra Miller and his antics. Well, I don't know if that's true. I also don't care because anything Ezra Miller does in his personal life has no effect on me or anything. I just, all I care about is his movie, you know? Well, what, when the first ball dropped with him, I knew, I even said this on one of our shows, it's good. The pylon's going to come. Like people just start, once that first ball drops, everyone starts looking for things. Yes. Everyone begins to look for, okay, let's investigate this. And then they find this and then they find that. And then they find this and it creates, you know, the narrative just just gets larger and larger. The story gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's definitely part of what happened here. But apparently Ezra has decided that he does have issues and he needs help and he's going to go get it. Uh, now, also, we knew that the studio was trying to get him help. Is there is this their influence on him? Um, but here's his statement that he released to Variety. It was an exclusive to Variety. Having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. So. So th- he, so who wrote that? And like it's it just it, I'm sure he was a part of that, but I don't I feel like that those aren't his words. I feel like someone put that in, in well, like I don't know Grammarly and did some edits, you know, like because I I, just, I don't know it's too technical. Like just be honest, like yeah, I just I'm going through some shit. I need to see a doctor. I'm just gonna go talk things out. Like that's all he needed to say. Yeah, I mean it, clearly it's a fashion statement by their PR by his PR rep, whoever that is. Uh, but. You know, I, for one, am happy he's getting the help he needs. 
And uh, as long you know, as he thinks he needs help, like if right. he doesn't think if he's just going through the motions to get out of the way, like, oh, God, whatever, dude. But again, like I said, like Ezra Miller's personal life is of no interest to me. I, I'm just I, I'm, I'm I'm different like that. Like, I don't care about these celebrities. I don't care about these athletes off the field outside, you know, behind the camera. Like, I just it, it, I just care about them professionally. So, like, for me, I'm just like I in a time where, like, you know, like. You could Michael Jackson's music still sells, and he's got a controversial past, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Brian Singer and Kevin Spacey, like their movies aren't erased. Like you could still enjoy their movies and everything. R. I Kelly, enjoy, yeah, R. Kelly, he's another one. Um, uh, what's his name? Silva, who directed Jeepers Creepers. Like I, I could still enjoy Creeper Jeepers Creepers. Right. So these people with these horrible pasts, Polanski, Polanski, and it. To be honest, it doesn't sound like Ezra Miller's done anything nearly as bad as these guys. <laughs> so it's true. That's... I'm like, you guys are talking about canceling the film. <laughs> like, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna start like erasing libraries and stuff now? Like, somebody can still enjoy the Cosby Show, on you know, and yep. that's perfectly fine. So I'm like, why are we canceling these movies outside of the obvious budgetary tax break reasons that have now been established? Um, <laughs> So I'm like, well, why are we canceling? Just make, just have it come out. Like Ezra Miller, like whatever he does outside of the lens is of no issue to us. Like I just like, the less people care about these guys' personal lives, the less it'll be reported. And then we'll all be a lot happier because it has no effect. It really shouldn't. Right. And I mean, it affects him professionally and his, his wallet, but guess what? You did that to yourself. (laughs) Right. And I mean, we've known throughout history things that studios have done to actors. If you want to go back as far as Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney, Mm -hmm. when they were children, there's been plenty of stories about those things that have come out after the fact, like we, they didn't have social media back then. So we, no one knew about it, but all this information comes out after the fact. So, and who cares? Just recast the rolling. I don't see what the problem is. Maybe it's because just Eric, a lot of these people are, a lot of the fans these days need to be lean to the younger side, at least when we're on Twitter and stuff, right? They don't remember the the era of this recasting. I think it's not an issue. That's just what Hollywood did. Oh, okay, recast, recast the role. Like, yeah, the MCU hasn't really recast anyone except and, Rhodey. That's it. You know, like it's a couple. You, 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 Rhodey, Hulk. Hulk. You know, the Red Skull technically was recast. Um, you know, like it's it's which is remarkable in some way. I'm sure there's been other characters. But it's just, you know, that's not a problem for me. Just, okay. New actor. Like, I, I, I it's a, it's a friggin' movie. <laughs> yeah. I just, just as a human being, though, I, I'm like, he, he's a talented guy. Like, he's a talent. He's, I've seen him act in other things and he's a talented guy. So, as a human being, I root for someone like that who at least is owning up to his issues and he wants to get better, no matter how, what, what forced that. I don't care what forced him to get there, whether it was the studio, people in his life, or he was just like, crap, I'm really losing it. Uh, whatever happened, <clears throat> excuse me, with Ezra Miller, um, at least from a human interest side, I'm just happy that he's getting the help he needs. And hopefully, you know, he sticks with it. And, you know, he can he can talk about this on the press tour as being kind of a redemptive story, which which is um the fact that this story came out soon after we heard the story of the three options that Warner Brothers had with the movie, that does kind of lend you a little bit to think, well, maybe this is more studio influence than. Well, than here's the thing, think. like, you know, for like Ezra was kind of waiting to get served for a while, right? For I guess for I don't know if that's the technical term, or whatever. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, he was <laughs> it was on a wanted list or whatever, but 
he was doing reshoots at the time. So the studio clearly is picking Ezra here. Like there, Zaslav has said the movie's coming out. He says he thinks today he can even make the movie better than it is. They're doing some reshoots. Ezra's basically hiding from the law in the Warner Brothers lot, right? Like I'm just spitballing here. Um, it also tells you that the, they're all the movies. Yeah, it also tells you that the movie is probably fantastic. If they're going to these lengths, it tells you that The Flash is probably a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're so, hiding him. Can you, yeah, imagine I mean, if, can you imagine if he's like sleeping on set because it's, you know, private property, obviously. I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't send police to like Warner Brothers. Like, we have to look for Ezra. You know, I don't know. It's just like. <laughs> Maybe they, maybe they shot them at a GTA. <laughs> or they shot them at a different location, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> hidden locations. Who knows? I don't know. But it seems that this story at least finally has some kind of resolution. And I and I think for fandom. What are we going to talk about? What is Twitter going to talk about? We always have Madam Web, Pete. You and I always well, have Madam Web. there's no Madam Web news in this episode. There isn't. There isn't. But we'll find it. We'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> guys, we, we want we want everyone to support us in this venture of purporting us about being the main people, the main show who talks about Madam Web and get us to the premiere. Pete and I want to go to the premiere. <laughs> Eric doesn't want to see the movie. So yes, I do. Yeah, I want to see you know, it. You don't you hate female superheroes. I just, I, I mean, it's more, if I didn't want to see it, it'd be more because Sony's making it. That would be more of a reason why I didn't want to see it. But, um, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Because, because their track record with these films, uh, have, I still have to see Morbius. So, yeah. I feel like they're kind of caught up, actually. I didn't hate it like everyone else did. It was, eh, it was okay. You could do without it. It's, It's forgettable. Did you like it more than the Venom movies? But, I liked it more. Um, yeah, I think I actually did. Wow. I think I, I, think okay. I actually did. So, <clears throat> but, good, you know, good news for Ezra, good news for this whole story that's been going on, and hopefully yeah, we can you. now move on from it uh, and look towards the film. That's really what we, I think we all want to do is look towards the film. I'll move on with the next topic. <laughs> so, yes. So... <clears throat> Part of this whole Ezra Miller thing tied into it really is the state of DC as a whole, right? Mm. We kind of been touching on this since the investors call. We did a little bit of talks. We talked a little bit about it on the last show, uh, the restructuring of going on to DC. And one of the, mm. one of the main things that has come out of it is the, is Zaslav's desire to find a Kevin Feige um, for the DC properties. Mm. I think that's probably the biggest thing that we've, um, you know, biggest thing that we're would you say it's to. also the most obvious thing? <clears throat> like, I feel like we we knew that was coming, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like they've been trying to do this for the longest time before <laughs> Zaslav took over, and they just haven't been able to. And we've heard people like um, Greg Berlanti has come up, uh, Dan Lin has come up, his name has come up. Depending on if you listen to, you know, bullshit or not, Zack Snyder's come up. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't come up. <laughs> but uh, we've heard these names pop up and I, it's, it's kind of been kind of have different reactions from fans. Like uh, the Greg Berlanti one I would seem the most obvious since he was the guy who oversaw the CW growth. And no matter how you feel about those shows, they were very successful. 
and he proved he knows the properties, even though, yeah, he took some liberties with characters, but you have to do that, I think. Um, <clears throat> so I feel like he knows the properties and he would be a good guy to do it. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do with, with that, but Pete Berlant is Berlanti a guy. If, Cause there's been rumors that he might be the guy who's going to get offered like recently. Um, um, would you be good with him? I'd be, I, as someone who defends the CW constantly against people uh -huh. like Eric, I don't <laughs> know if I want Berlanti. Do I think he's capable of doing it? Yes. Because as someone who reads comics, like I've read some, I've read a writer who can do, a version of Batman in this this way, a version of Batman that way as a versatile writer. So I feel like Berlanti has more than one story in mind. Like I, I really hope his if Berlanti like I just hope if it was Berlanti, he's not doing like this superhero based team up universe where everyone has like an arrow kit. You know what I'm saying? Like the CW, they all kind of have the same structure. You know, Supergirl has a team. The Flash has a team. Arrow has oh, okay. a team. Black Lightning saying. has a team. You know what I'm all saying? Right. Like, yeah. as much as I love them, they're all kind of the same show. It's very cookie cutter, cut and paste. Um, I don't. Yeah. So I, I believe he knows the material, and he will let others do what they feel is best. It wouldn't be bad, but like at the same time, it's like Feige. I feel like is such a hands. Not that he's. I wouldn't want a hands-on guy, but I, I always, the original pitch from Warner brothers is what really interests me. And I, I, you know, and it's just going back in the day to like, we're going to have these filmmakers come in and do this. I don't know if I necessarily need like this overarching storyline that has at the end credits, it connects this movie to that movie. You know, like I don't need infinity stones, like connect the dots storyline throughout all these films. If they, if they, if they're just in there and every like five years, or every after every five films or whatever they have like a Justice League film, fine. But I don't know who the guy is to be honest. Um, I feel like that's what Alan Horn is supposed to be doing right now is finding mm -hmm. that guy. And you know, we'll see. A lot of people in a lot of articles say it should be Hamada, right? And I would be fine giving Hamada the opportunity because let's be honest, I think Hamada has kind of done some magic. I think he's kind of saved the brand a bit. Again, depending on who you listen to, if you, you you want to listen to some some idiot, they'll tell you otherwise. But let's be honest, you know, Hamada is the, is the dawn after the darkness. Let's be honest, like the, going from Snyder Hamada was has been drastically different. With you know, and it's not all because of you know Hamada. Like there's still some Snyder elements in there, like Aquaman and Wonder Woman and such, and Ezra. So like the bits and pieces are working, and he's kind of cleaned things up. And I think he deserves a shot. But like whenever one of these new guys comes in, he likes to bring in his own people and no fault to the other guys, but he just trusts his guys. You know, that, that, that happens with a regime change, you know, and we'll see. They just laid off 70 people for HBO Max. Yeah. I know that doesn't have to include Hamada, but, you know, we don't see people saying his job's on the line. We say people, you know, you heard he almost quit after Batgirl. Right. So maybe like he's not happy story. with the direction of the company himself. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Idiots will champion that as a victory for themselves for whatever reason. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I, 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 I just, I don't know who it is, but at the same time, it's just like, I'm just like, just, you know, keep making movies. And, you know, if you want them to connect, I'm sure you'll find somebody to come up with a story for that connect. I just, you know me, I don't care about that stuff. I Yeah. I mean, 
I, the concept is cool if it works. That's what I always say. If it's a, if it works, like it worked for Marvel, so that it's a cool concept. But it could have been a disaster. Uh, so that but they're also uh, the only ones that could do this. Like think about how many other you've had. Warner Brothers try this. Universal's tried this. Uh, Fox try has tried to tried it to an extent. Like right, only one company's been able to do this, and that's and that's Marvel Studios. And it's but it's because of Kevin Feige, and that's yeah. why that's what I think Zaslav looks at and says we need someone like that. Whatever choice they decide to go with, whether it is a connected universe where where the movies lead up to a team up film, or they just do individual films, and then like you said, eventually they put them all together in a movie um, without the stories interconnecting. Just oh cool, look we're doing this movie. Um, whatever way they go is fine, but the, he wants someone overseeing it who knows the the IP who cares about it. I think that's the important thing to people don't always bring up with Kevin Feige is that he grew up in this, in that environment. So he, he went through daredevil and ghost rider. Yes. Like he went through the journey. Right. So um, I think they want someone like that. That's why people automatically go to guys who have been with DC for a while. This guy uh, that Zaslav brought in this DeLuca guy, mm-hmm. like every time his name's mentioned, like he, they basically, you know, he's basically like comic book historian. Yeah. Like his knowledge apparently is very deep. So, I yep. imagine DeLuca's got a big hand in this as well because yeah, I mean, he developed I'm sure he's Blade. quizzing the person to make sure they're the right fit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, he developed the Blade franchise um, when he was at New Line and they said he even tried to get an Iron Man movie mm. before it became, before Iron Man was the first film in the MCU. So he clearly knows comics, at least Marvel. I'm sure he knows DC as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Whoever they pick, I just want it to be someone who cares about the characters and then whatever whatever style they want to do in creating the films. That's fine. You're right. Hamada definitely has proven he can do it, I think. Uh, so if they just stuck with him or had him on as part of maybe it's a team of two. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how but, that all works. But yeah. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see a couple of cool things we did learn, though, because a lot of people were afraid that certain product, that certain shows or movies might be canceled or not even go. And the one I think most people were happy to hear was Green Lantern. Uh, that well, one thank is- God, because I know the Caruso's. That's like the, <laughs> the most important show of all time to everyone, not just them. Yeah. I if, mean- that, if that show doesn't get made, I'm pretty sure one of them is jumping off a building. <laughs> So, but that it was cool to hear that. I have to say, because uh, we had talked about the casting. Finn Wittrock was go- is going to play. Um, I forget which Green Lantern. Uh, Guy Gardner, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Guy Gardner. So yeah, so we had like we had we had talked about the casting months ago. So the fact that they're still going forward with that. Well, and then uh, you hear how expensive it is, and I was like, so maybe they're taking their time with it because it's it's a lot. You know, like God forbid they put out some subpar Green Lantern trailer. Can you imagine? After what after what everyone did to She Hulk, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Do they need that much more negativity? Do they need to bring that much more? Warner Brothers DC does enough bringing negativity upon themselves. They need to pile on themselves for it. No, so let them let <laughs> them take true. their time. If it's really if it's really that detailed and expensive, because I imagine that's probably part of the reason why it Green Lantern film is just going to be really really expensive. Yeah, like how I mean, much of that's real? Like that's probably why they did it the way they exactly. did it in 2011. Like green screen, everything, suit, all that jazz. Like it's probably just an overall like really expensive movie to make. Right, I agree. Like that's probably one of the big deals. Um, 
going on. And it's a series. It's not a movie. It's an actual mm. television series. So, you know, that's another thing. You know, the budgets usually aren't as big unless you're like Game of Thrones or something like that. But how mm. far do they want to go with this with, with this title? But Green Lantern is an important part of the DC um, universe. So it's right for them to get this right. And if they're going to continue going forward with it, then yeah. Um, I'm happy. We were happy to hear that. We still don't know what's going to happen with Titans and Doom Patrol after this season. I think um, done. That's coming up. Yeah, a lot of people do think that they're finished. Uh, we do know that there's still plans for J.J. Abrams' Justice League Dark series. Um, there's been talk about Constantine spinoff, Madame Xanadu. Those are apparently still in development. So who knows? Uh, but it was good to I, I just remember everyone was freaking out like we're going to all these things are going to get canceled immediately because of what happened to Batgirl. And it turns out that it that's not the case. Uh, so. You know, a lot of changes going on at DC, as we know, or at Warner Brothers as a whole, as we know. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, I guess, how the next six months to a year pan out, especially since a year from now is when they plan on merging HBO Max and Discovery Plus into one service. So we will see how that all Kundalamo. works out. Yep. <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be a fun year of speculation or a crazy year of speculation. However you prefer to look at it, I guess it's your <laughs> your choice. But uh you know, one thing we do know um, that is being uh, that has been extended for another season is Harley Quinn season four. So that is coming. Uh, oh, I haven't caught up on the latest episode, but it, this season is a pretty good. Yeah. So we do know Harley Quinn is coming, which is great because that show is fantastic. And uh, yeah, it's good that what it's good that they're sticking with something that's working. They didn't just get rid of it. Uh, because of they are coming in and changing it. This is something that's and it, we, as we know, it's probably not that much money to make because it's a animated, uh, it's an animated series. So, but guys, if you're fans of Harley Quinn, do not fear. It it has been renewed and it will continue going on. Uh, after are this you season. caught up? I am not. I have to watch. I have to catch up. I haven't watched anything recently, to be honest. I've been kind of. I'm surprisingly caught up on everything except for Flash. So. So I'm actually kind of like, wow, this has never happened to me before. <laughs> it would take, I actually have been focusing on Sandman. So, and I still haven't finished it. I think I have two episodes left, but I've had a lot of family stuff to do recently. So I've been kind of mm. out of the TV and I've been focusing on sports side as well. So my focus has been shifting. But one thing that my focus is not shifting from is Black Adam, which is coming in October. And, uh, there was original the original script for Shazam was supposed to have Black Adam in it. I don't mm -hmm. know how many people knew that, but yes, that was supposed to be the case. But The Rock was kind of like no. <laughs> he read the script and he's like, "We just be doing it a major disservice uh, to the character. We can't make this movie." Um, so this was his quote. He said, "When the first draft of the movie came to us, it was a combination of Black Adam and Shazam, two origin stories in one movie. Now that was the goal." So it wasn't a complete surprise, but when I read that, I just knew in my gut, we can't make this movie like this. We should, we would be doing Black Adam an incredible disservice. It would have been fine for Shazam having two origin stories converge in one movie, but not good for Black Adam. So, as a, you know, I don't know how big a fan of the character that you are, but do you think that this would have happened uh, if it wasn't The Rock playing <laughs> Black Adam? Um, 
Do you think no, they would have? No, I, I think The Rock basically made this. Uh, the Rock's stardom basically got Black Adam a movie, right? He's been on the, the role for so long. So right. his, his eventual rise to just Hollywood domination, you know, allowed Warner Brothers to take advantage of that. Um, and Shazam did use Dr. Savannah in the first one. So it's not like he didn't have a, a you know, a big time Shazam villain in that movie. Right. Um, and it's, I kind of prefer this kind of, like I said, the Godzilla Kong method of, yeah, let's, okay. Solo movie, solo movie team. Yeah. Like this is what should happen with BVS. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, solo, solo, let's get them together for the third movie. Um, so I think this is, you know, I, part of, they learn their lesson and uh, we'll see what happens hopefully because apparently there's never been any, connection between the two films so we'll see where it goes and uh, I, i'm assuming they're connected somehow like well, how could black adam not be connected to shazam um so hopefully there's some uh post credits uh content that can, connects the two franchises but yeah uh again the rock really led to this he's he's the biggest star in the world right now and outside of Azbula. and uh you know he basically <laughs> propelled this the way it goes and i'm fine with it because it's I think this is how it should be done, you know, and, or, you know, if they tease a little bit, come to find, cause black Manta was a key part of Aquaman one and yes. he's a big part of Aquaman two. So, you know, you could do it either way. Um, I think this is good. And I think the fans went out on this because we're going to get uh, two really good origin films. Um, I love the first Shazam and I'm expecting big things from black Adam. I think it's going to be a, a fun movie. I think it's going to be an enjoyable movie. I think it's going to be action packed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy he did it because, you know, it worked out better for us. Yeah, and we're getting JSA stuff uh, in Black Adam as well. So that should be cool uh, to see those characters on the big screen, uh, which may not have happened if The Rock didn't intervene and um, take the franchise in a different direction. It's crazy when you think he's been involved with it since 2007. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, time. I don't even remember hearing about it that far back. I know. I don't like, remember, do you remember hearing about anything about Black Adam and Dark Knight was going on. No, no, I don't. I don't remember anything I don't. about Black Adam. No, but again, that was kind of pre the social media boom that uh, that happened. Uh, I was kind of still kind of early in its its inf- it was kind of in its infancy, specifically with Twitter, uh, when people really started latching onto Twitter for for news. Um, so if it was a mentioned around that time and. You know, we wouldn't have known it unless you read a trade and possibly even because he wasn't as big a movie star mm-hmm. in 2007 as he is now as well. So um, still probably no more for his wrestling antics at that time than his uh, his movie career. So he'll always be known for his wrestling. antics, Right. I mean, that's what got him here. He's still, I mean, you know, he's still you know, I don't know of anyone who calls him Dwayne Johnson. Nope. <laughs> You're 100 correct. No one. I don't know anyone who calls him Dwayne Johnson, uh, except maybe his mother. <laughs> So uh, I don't know, but uh, it's cool. And you're right. I'm glad we're getting these two like, separate stories. You, your mother doesn't call you Coli. No, she does not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, no, she doesn't call me Coli at all. You'd you'd have to go at least to another state for someone to call you. Well, that's not true. If you were in Manhattan, I don't think many people are like hey, champ. You know, like I think on the island, you've got to go in the mainland. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I prefer Kali. But hey, call me
<laughs> I was letting Pete get that out of his system. Let's let, 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 let all that let all that energy come out. Uh, speaking of energy, uh, the Suicide Squad was a fantastic, fun, energy-filled film, and one of the main characters in it was Idris Elba's Bloodshot. Um, Bloodsport. Hmm. Bloodsport. Yes, Bloodsport. My fault. So you combine Bloodsport and Deadshot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the famous Bloodsport story is that he killed Super, put Superman, no, not killed him, put him in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. So Idris Elba, the actor, wants to tell that story. Uh, he wants to tell the Bloodsport versus Superman story. Uh, I personally think it would be cool. I just don't know what format you would have to put this in. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I totally down for this, um, right? I just don't know how you make this a movie. They it's should do be a, a part of a larger plan, or do an HBO Max show on. It's, it's got to be a part of a movie. Luther puts out a hit on Superman, something like that a bunch of mercenaries. Maybe this is how you get your Bloodsport Deathshot Deathstroke movie, right? Maybe oh, that's, that's true. Because, uh, you know, Idris has been teasing things. He said something was very tasty cooking up at Warner Brothers DC. So he says he's on the way back. And then you hear this news. I forget which one came first. I think this came first and the interview came later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on our Twitter feed. So you got to do some scrolling because it comes. It's probably two weeks, two weeks old, maybe more. So you're going to have to do some scrolling on Twitter. But if you know how to search, uh, you'll be fine. Um, so he's been teasing some things. People have been wanting this movie. You get Idris, you get Will. You know, you get whoever to play Deathstroke, um, whether you bring Manganiello back or whatever. Um, I, I think fans really would like that. And I think that's a movie with enough star power where people will be interested, especially if it's sold as like some sort of action flick. And maybe that's how you get Superman back on the big screen. I don't know. Um, Henry Cavill fans would be happy with that because, I mean, that would obviously mean you would try to bring your Cavill. But then you hear rumors like Cavill's already turned down the role like again. <laughs> they reached out to yep. him. You've heard that. So who the hell knows what's going on there? Or maybe you just, like I said, you know, WTF and just recast the role and just you make up your own continuity. There you go. Headcanon. Like, just make a movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Headcanon. Let, 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 you know what? Let the idiots on Twitter fight over where this movie falls in the timeline and what universe. And we're just going to make the movie with the talent we have. But, yeah. you know, I'd be down for something like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the story is alluded to in the Suicide Squad. They talk about... It's just, do you make a movie about killing Superman after BVS? Like, think about (laughs) that. Is that a movie you want... No, I'm serious. Is that a movie you want to make? Well, how I would do it is I would... If I was doing another Superman film, maybe this is what I would start with. Right? See, I'm totally different. I, I, I I would go totally opposite direction, and I would almost... I would do like a Superman, uh, Mr. Mixopletic movie because it's, it could just be like Mixopletic teasing Superman and driving him crazy. Superman's not necessarily saving the world. You know, it's, 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 it's a little offbeat. It's, it'll be a little lighter. You know, I don't know if you want to make a movie back. All right, guys, I'm going to hire a bunch of mercs and we're going to kill Superman. (laughs) I just don't know if you want to do that again. Mine would be, I, my idea would be different. Like I'd have the movie start with him in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And then tell the story from that point. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would start. That's how I would start it. Uh, because again, I mean, we've seen with Batman at least when Batman Begins, they they used lesser known villains for that, and it worked. Uh, 
So you, I wonder if they could do something like that with using Bloodsport, even though we've met him already, but no one really knows a lot about him. You put him in this kind of a story with Superman involved. It might be a cool little angle to explore. I don't know. Uh, but I would like to see this just because I think Elba is a really good actor. Uh, and I'd like, awesome. to see, yeah, I'd like to see him uh, um, tackle this. And if they brought Cavill back for it and he wanted to do it, maybe this is a story that would get him involved or maybe a story that he would want to do. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't feel know. like Cavill doesn't want to get shot again. <laughs> I feel like Cavill's like, no, you're not bringing me back to try to kill me again. Why do you? Why do you only bring me back to kill me? That's true. That's a good point. Like, so, no, call call it Hulk one. <laughs> Shoot Hulk. Yeah. Well, no, they. I. I don't think that would be cool on on the CW to do that storyline. <laughs> I don't know if you could do. Uh, you want to talk about really confusing fan bases? You get Idris Elba. <laughs> Superman and Lois to shoot it. I know. But the crazy oh, thing is... That'd they, be the greatest troll of all time. Yeah, but Crisis, the Crisis of series kind of made all of that possible. It did, but you right? know, everyone's going to fight. The Twitter fights would be Oh, of course. Glorious. Of course. Of course. That's going to happen regardless. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if this does go forward. But again, I like that these guys who are in these roles... I mean, I know it's more money for them too, and just being part of it. But yeah, that I like that. Yeah, actors want to keep acting. Yeah, I, right? I love that they want but to keep doing this. But I like that they they have an affinity for the part now, and they want to continue telling stories with the role. That I think is cool. Well, so, that's because they know they can't find other work other than these movies. <laughs> they just want a role that's well received. Well, he was doing. He was th- this interview was for the promoting the movie Beast that he's in, mm-hmm. which looks crazy. It does. It looks really nuts. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's seen it, but. Uh, it does look nuts. So we'll see what happens going forward with this Bloodsport Superman angle. Uh, I, I would just like more Bloodsport in general. I like Idris. Like you said, he's a great yeah. actor. So, yeah. you know, I, if he can't make a cameo in The Peacemaker season two, I'm all for that too. Just because that, that dynamic was very fun. I, I enjoyed the two of those characters together. So Yes. So uh, we, we mentioned that we knew... Uh, Carly Quinn was being renewed and coming back. There's been a couple other things that we've gotten clarification on. One of them being the Penguin series. Damn um, right. Which we know Pete's happy about. Damn uh, right. It's going to start shooting in February. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that that's going forward. Colin Farrell had kind of been not sure. I, he was probably unsure of what was going on too when he spoke about it. But, like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of, it goes in line with what's going on and the idea that they had. Uh, it's going forward. So, yeah, so uh, don't again, if they're doing a spinoff to the Batman, the Batman two's coming. Yeah. Let's calm down. They're not going to make a spinoff. If they're going to cancel <laughs> the movie, please step away from the ledge. Dude, that that's the, the fact that people read into that. Anything more. I mean, it shouldn't be surprising, but well, it's, the thing is it was, it was done by good outlets and you're like, no, um, I got my eye on you. And it's like, I used to trust you. Yeah. You know, you used to be a good outlet. What happened? Well, Who yeah. Well, this? I mean, the deadline Cavill story, I think, hurt them. Yeah. So pe- anytime you see something from deadline now, you might be like, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to. It's still deadline. But I believe who, like, was it IGN or somebody who worded it funny? A couple. Yeah. A couple outlets worded it. And you're like, you know, I used to give you a lot of credit. <laughs> so yeah i'm looking forward to this as well to me 
uh, the best performance in the Batman was Colin Farrell's Penguin. So they all were great, but he was my favorite one. So I'm really, really looking forward to see what they're going to do uh, in a series sur- around surrounding him. Since especially how the movie left off, it's if it's going to pick up from there, mm-hmm. that's going to be awesome. Um, yes, it will. So and, I'm, and then I'm wondering if they're going to bring in any other characters uh, on, you know, any other hero characters. Obviously, they won't probably have Batman in it, but will they bring in someone else? I don't know. You know we'll find else? out. Will they introduce someone in this? Maybe a Robin? I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm very, very interested in this and I'm glad it's going forward. Uh, another thing that's going forward that people were kind of, especially because Batgirl got canceled, that people were kind of skeptical about was Black Canary. That movie is still also in development. It's still also moving forward. Uh, so that's cool as well. Uh, she was one of the cooler parts of Birds of Prey. Um, I I think the whole movie was cool. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, she was one of the cooler parts. And the fact that and I think they want to be in the business of, of Journey Smollett since she's very talented. And uh, she was in. Um, what's her name? love love something country i forget it was an hbo max show uh but she was in that as well and uh yeah so she's going to lovecraft country that's what it's called she's going to um continue in the role as black canary so that's another cool thing that we know is coming and going to continue yeah and what happens with black canary usually she meets a green arrow so it'll be interesting to see if we ever get that storyline um, you mentioned, uh, you know, who from the Batman will show up in the Penguin again, who from Birds of Prey could show up in this one. Sure. Uh, part of the extended universe, obviously. Uh, Huntress. I, I love Huntress. She was my favorite part yeah. of Birds of Prey. Um, and I, I really do that movie. So, uh, well, you know, excited to see that this is still being, uh, you know, kicked around over there. You know, you, there were talk that Batgirl was going to spin off a Black Canary movie. Um, so we'll see. They're still maybe they're reworking their plans to try to fit her into this new plan. Now that Warner Brothers has a plan, they are fitting everything into their plan because everyone kept asking for their plans, and now we have a plan. So now everything fits within the plan. So you have your right. plan. Yep, that plan's there, <laughs> and uh, that's that's basically that jazz. Um, you know, this is probably I'm not as hyped as most people are for this. I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Like, all right. Black Canary. All right, we'll see what we'll see what happens when it comes out. Like you know, like I'm just not like a raging Black Canary fan. So, right, uh, but it does give you the possibility of bringing Harley back in. Like it gives you possibilities to keep mm. these characters mm. in everyone's mind. And I'm pretty sure uh, DC wants to stay with in the Harley Quinn um, Margot Robbie business. Uh, well, so the fact that as of right is, now they're in the Harley Quinn Lady Gaga business because she's right. the only Harley Quinn who's got a movie coming out. <laughs> yes, but yeah, well, it's, but that's totally. We'll different. see where their loyalties lie. Yeah, that movie, uh, that movie sounds interesting. I, I'm the more I hear about the jo- the Joker sequel, the more um, into it I'm getting. So yeah, baby, definitely, definitely can't wait for that one as well. Everyone that, but Nico can watch it. No, Nico's not friends with the Gaga stance, so Nico can't watch this movie. <laughs> Nico cannot watch it. Yeah. Uh, Nico's, well, maybe this is the way he can get back in their good graces. Nah, he's a, bridges are burned. So. The Gagas are not going to forgive him. So, who knows? We'll see. But uh, a little bit of 
interesting news came out about Strange Adventures, which was one of the projects that um, Greg Berlanti production was going to be creating for HBO Max. As we know, that got canceled. Uh, but Kevin Smith recently on his podcast said that it was going to center around Bizarro and Jimmy Olsen and hmm. Nicolas Cage apparently um, was going to want to play, wanted to play Bizarro. Now, it's kind of a crazy, you know, full full circle when you know that cage was going to be superman and super in the superman lives project uh that never happened but uh what do you what do you what do you think about that do are you upset now would you have wanted to see nick cage play bizarro uh this episode like it seemed like this was going to be like this kind of like serial show like every episode is going to be different so this was like one episode or this is one story yeah one-offs yeah something like that Kind of like what if ish, um, it would have been cool. Am I like, oh man, oh. like no? Because everyone, like, if you know me, you know I think Nick Cage is a horrible actor. So the like <laughs> the less Nick Cage I see, the better. But uh, it would have been interesting just with the history of Superman Lives and whatnot, um, and the history that Kevin Smith has with Superman Lives, and you know the Spider and blah blah blah, and <laughs> all that jazz. Um, so. Um, yeah, it is what it is. It's a bummer, but uh, as long as uh, I'm more interested in that Green Lantern show that he, uh, Berlanti is developing, so uh, that kind of yeah. takes priority. Yeah, I mean, I know your feelings about Nick Cage, but uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent was fantastic. Like I still, was, everyone says that movie's very good. I will check that movie out, and he was great in it. So it's definitely if if this would have been another step on his career comeback, I guess it would have been cool to see, especially because he was supposed to play Superman. It would have been cool to see him play Bizarro uh, for me, but it's not happening. So a little bit of a bummer uh, there for people who are fans of Nick Cage and for maybe Bizarro fans or people, you know, want to see that character done on in some kind of live action. Um, yeah, I'd like, you know, Superman and Lois did like their version of Bizarro, right. which was interesting, yeah. but it's not true Bizarro. No. I'd love to see the cloned version of Superman failed, turn to the bubbling, I don't know, Quasimodo with flying power. You know, like, I'd love <laughs> to see a purple Bizarro. So we'll see. We will see. I'd like to get Superman back on track first. <laughs> yes, I agree with you there. I Before think we that's start more... cloning him and making <laughs> yeah. ugly. Yeah, we, I'd like to see Superman on the big screen done well again. Uh, and again, not that I dislike Man of Steel. I actually enjoyed it very much. It's but, everything that came out for that. It was kind of like a derailment. Yeah. So I definitely would like to see the, the character kind of have a rebirth on film. I still don't understand why he's so hard to do. That's a whole other show, but I still don't understand why he's so hard to do. I don't do. get it either. I don't know. It just stick to what makes Superman Superman. I don't understand it. And just but, don't tell me the origin. Just, just give me a movie, you know, kind of. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we've we've kind of either seen like that do already. it like style like eighty nine style, just dive into it, or kind of uh, the Batman style early exactly. on, like not origin, not year one, but year yes. three, whatever. So we've mentioned the CW a few times, and we finally learned that the Next Star Media Group has acquired seventy five percent ownership um, interest of the CW from Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount Global. So both Warner Brothers and Paramount will retain 12.5% ownership. Mm -hmm. But 
uh, next our media group will acquire 75%. And they also said that, which this was a shock to me, but apparently this is what I've been dying to talk to you about this because you've been preaching the opposite for years. And I just, I'm kind of glad this happened. Yeah. I had no idea that, that the demographic, the more the, the age demographic really that the CW hits is 58 years old. So Eric is uh, is the target audience for shows like <laughs> oh, Batwoman, for shows like <laughs> oh, uh, Black out. Lightning. Um, time out. I'm not that old. Uh, I'm not that old. But... Eric is the target audience for these shows, and so that means that means you've got to watch Batwoman season three now because you are the no. audience. Mm-mm. You're the audience. Watch it. I said just watch season three. Just give it a shot. <laughs> nope, not gonna do it. But. But even but the article even says they should have aimed their programming at teens and young adults. So what does that say for people who are almost sixty years old? They love superheroes. They love teen teen stories. Uh, maybe it's a way for them to reconnect to their youth. I don't know. Uh, Eric needs to watch Batwoman now because he's the demographic. Wow. I'm really. That's not nice. <laughs> Old man, look at my life. Uh, well, if I'm in that rage, then a bunch of people we know are in that 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 same. I agree. Bill should be watching Batwoman season three. Rick, Rick should watch anything because I know he doesn't watch anything. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Rick's like, this is the worst Lois Lane I've ever seen in my life. He's like, have you watched the show? No, I saw this clip. Like, okay, great. And Thanks. she's actually one of the best. But yeah. Okay, go watch your puppets. <laughs> hey, I like the puppets, but it's uh, not that. Yeah, he's, he's a little bit. Even I'm still, that. I'm still mad about the mashed potatoes. He's such a scrub. Oh, I made more. Not that this matters, but I made more mashed potatoes the other night. I'm sure they were delicious. I'm sure they're better than Rick's. I left the skin in them, too, because sometimes I like to do that. Keep the skin. What is that secret ingredient Rick uses that you also use? It's not a secret. Cream cheese. <laughs> That's the secret ingredient, guys. Cream cheese. <laughs> Rick's been making mashed potatoes with a secret ingredient for years. I do more. I like put heavy cream in them sometimes and stuff, but his his was cream cheese. That's what he told us. So I was like, okay, yay! Oh, <laughs> oh you, he's like, oh, I do that too. He's like, no, you don't. So no, you don't. It's a Rick's shoe special. I know, crazy. But they plan on guys. Don't do not fear. The CW apparently plans on continuing with these same types of stories. Um, so you're gonna watch what, more CW? I don't know what that means for the DC universe. I don't know. Uh, like we like it definitely appears that they're moving everything to HBO Max and then Discovery Plus, whatever that service becomes. So Gotham Knights is for an, is made for an older audience. That's what they're saying. Yes. According to the according to their oh, um, metrics, I can't wait till you and Nico and everyone's like Gotham Knights is great. The CW is really doing well here. I can't wait for all you haters to just eat crow. I'll smoke it for you. You guys like smoke crow? What, what, what kind of barbecue sauce you like? Smoking is not a real talent, Pete. Uh, Where have we heard that before? Dick shoes. <laughs> dick shoes. <laughs> Rick couldn't regulate a temperature. Oh. He was using an anal thermometer. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> I feel like that's a good segue for, 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 for this, for what's coming up. So I'm just going to go there right now. 
<laughs> so, does your happy trail look more like a happy highway? Does your bush peek out over your fence? If you had to even think about the answer, you need the revolutionary products from Manscaped. Success is when preparation meets opportunity, and Manscaped's Platinum Package will make sure you're prepared whenever opportunity strikes. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham. That's, yeah, so they're re... It's funny because this ad doesn't apply to me because I just use the lawnmower 4.0 and I keep everything <laughs> in check. Like, it's like, I'm like, oh, okay. All right, well, I'm already, I'm already, you know, styling, profiling. Yes. So they're re-releasing the Platinum Package, guys. Uh, and you can interpret that however you wish. If you want to, you know, maintain your Platinum Package as well. This is probably a very, very good way to do it. Um, They also have, but they're adding different things to it. So they're adting the body wash this time. They're adding the, the Great shampoo scent. conditioner. The scent yes. is awesome. Yeah, and the deodorant as well. So they're adding more. Same scent too. So you walk out of the shower, put on deodorant, you smell like a champ of Long Island. (laughs) So you're getting all of that also, plus what we traditionally have spoken about. So you're getting the the ball deodorant, the crop reviver, the the crop uh, preserver. Uh, You get the boxers as well and the travel bag that Pete and I have talked to about as well. And I will say that. I think it's alligator skin. I believe you're right. Yeah. I will say that since we've had this partnership with Manscaped, it is something that I've more attentive to in my own life. <laughs> Eric's balls have never looked better. <laughs> so, yes, my balls are in the best shape that they've been in in a long time. Uh, so uh, it's been a very, very cool partnership. And we get, like I said, we get to try the products when they send them out. and They're fantastic. Would uh, you guys like Eric to do like a live demo of any of the products? <laughs> do we have to do that on like Pornhub? I think oh. <laughs> if we want to do a live demo, do we have to do it on Pornhub? I'm just asking because you can't do it on YouTube. No, no, no. Or because it's it's a it's a demonstration we could. I don't think so. Don't it might know. do uh it might do wonders for the YouTube channel. I don't know if anyone wants to see that to be honest, Pete. I'm not sure. I'm just saying. Oh, that's why I said Pornhub because I think it's the right <laughs> audience. Justin has uh, muted uh, his radio right now. He's like, oh, God, this is like, this is like homecoming. This is crazy. Kids can't listen to this. <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> I'll never let you live that one down. That's true. That was a crazy comment. Even I can't. <laughs> Even I have to admit that was a little. That one's almost, that's that's worse than like post Batman world. Uh, so. <laughs> we all know how much I ragged him for that. Yeah, that that porn and homecoming. I have no idea, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, the the <laughs> what was flash 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 was calling him Peter's Parker. I mean, that it doesn't get much. <laughs> Which is one of the great names. I know, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> All right, guys. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Gotham. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. So one of the more depressing news stories we got outside of talking about my balls is um, earlier this year is that we heard that Nev Campbell was not going to be returning to Scream 6. Uh, and it turned out that it happened to be for money. Um, so her thought and her feeling is that it was 
based on sex, male, that she's a female. So she said, I honestly don't believe that if I were a man and had done five installments of a huge blockbuster franchise over 25 years, that the number that I was offered would be the number that would be offered to a man. And in my soul, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't walk on set feeling that, feeling undervalued and feeling the unfairness or lack of fairness around that. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not in Hollywood. I've never been in a film, uh, at least that I could speak to on here. Uh, <laughs> I've never done a film where I got paid for something and then a woman got paid less. I, I can't speak to this firsthand. It does kind of fall in line with what we've heard about in other industries. Um, so, I mean, if that's what she felt and that's what she thought, then good for her for standing her ground. Uh, I mean, Courtney Cox came back, right? I mean, uh, it all depends on how much money Nev Campbell thinks she's worth and what she's brought to this franchise, and that didn't meet her expectations. Um, it makes me wonder: Would something like this happen to like Sigourney Weaver or um, right? What's her name from Halloween? Why am I name um, Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, similar situations like Sigourney Weaver and Alien, all uh, right? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween. Um, and then you hear recently about uh, Dallas Bryce Howard, right? Um, and Jurassic uh, World domination or that's stupid. I, I haven't even seen it yet. Uh, right. Dominion and Chris Pat, Chris Pratt got a way higher salary than her, and I figured that they're kind of equals at that point. To be honest, when, that, when it comes to that movie and that series, um, you know, I hope it's not true. Um, but at the same time, it's like, why do they think that? I don't know. Just, if the rumors are true, where Neb's role is a little bit smaller in in six and in seven, it's it's actually larger. Maybe they were thinking we can appropriately pay her instead instead of paying her like she's a free agent. Like thank you for the prep, thank you for all the money in the past. Um, we'll see. Maybe they thought they were giving her an appropriate deal based on her amount of time in that film. You know, because right. it's been said that her role in six is a little bit smaller. Well, it wasn't that big in. That's what I'm saying. Five. Like, if it's yeah. if it's in the last one, she was kind of in the periphery. Like, she was yeah. more or less support. <laughs> she wasn't really, you know, the main the main target. Um, and maybe that's part of the reason why Nev was like, "No, nah, I don't want to do this." Like, you kind of you're not doing this to my character. You know, you're kind of watering me down in my franchise without killing me. Like, why am I even here? Right. <laughs> and I so think we'll see. Yeah, and I think with her, like, she is the main character. Um, so I think she has like legs to stand on mm -hmm. a leg to stand on when it comes to But that to also shows you like yeah. six is going in a different direction than like, cause the previous movies are always about lineage and some connection to Sydney Prescott, right? Like now they're kind of moving away from that. Right. I, I'm going to assume now that it's more about lineage in Woodsboro. Now it doesn't even take place in Woodsboro. I think. I don't think so either. Yeah. But I'm going to assume that she's, her presence is in this film too, in some form. It's got, um, I mean, I'm sure she's mentioned. I'm sure something happens. If Gail I mean, is there, I mean. Uh, yeah. I mean, what if they kill, what if Sydney dies off screen and we don't know about it? Like, I'm I just hope saying, not. You know. Like, I hope not. I, I bet. I, we'll see. What if they're bitter? What if now, you know, Neb's going on this PR tour and now they're angry and bitter? And like, oh, and like I can see vengeful writers and well, I, well, I think executives. Right. I think this was more of a studio call. I don't think it's the right. I'm sure the writers wrote a, wrote a script with her in it. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure they wanted to keep her. It's probably a studio call. Obviously, it usually is when the money gets involved. And she was like, "Well, no. If I'm not getting paid what I believe my value is, and let's be honest, she is the star of the of the franchise. It's her franchise. 
So yeah. I, I don't blame her in that. Which is regard. one of my biggest issues with the last movie. I didn't think she was in it enough. Yeah. And I don't as blame her for it fighting. Is. I don't blame her for fighting for for her money if that's what she feels. Uh, but it's, it's still going to suck if she's not in it. And who knows? Maybe they'll come to have a come to Jesus moment and she'll be in seven and all will be well in the world again. Um, Just don't I, do that, anything dumb. Don't do something stupid. Yeah, I agree. Don't do something I, stupid. I hope uh, again, I do hope she comes back. So we'll see what happens. But there were a little bit of there a little bit of blurbs that came out of this from the cast as well. It's talking about the movie itself. Um, it says the ghost face gets a lot more intimidating. Jenna Ortega, who's who's the, the lead now, I would say uh, she's ghost face gets a lot more intimidating. I just read part of the script and it gets more and more gory. I think this is probably the most aggressive and violent version of ghost face we've ever seen, which I think will be really fun to shoot. It's kind of that kind of gives me vibes of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake where they made Freddy look more sinister and, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of get feelings that maybe that kind of a vibe where they're going. Uh, I don't know, but we'll see. So I look forward to watching it, uh, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm skeptical. I'll put it that way. Of course. I, I, <laughs> I've never been kind of like nervous about a screen movie before, but this is. No Nev Campbell. They're clearly going a different direction. I'm like, I don't necessarily know if I like where they're going because, you know, again, it's always been about Sydney and Gail and, you know, that group of people. You know, and now that Dewey's dead, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, you know, that, that, that group of people is kind of fading out. And, you know, while, while the new cast was good, it's just they're, you know, they're not my scream guys. Um, you know, they're definitely for the new generation. Exactly. Yep. So we'll see. Um, but, you know. I look forward to checking it out. I'm interested. You know, I hope to walk in there skeptical and walk out pleased. Yeah, I hope that they do the franchise justice. That's how I look at it. And and you know, let's hope that that, like I said, let's hope that we can get some kind of resolution and that maybe she'll be back for the for the next installment. At least that's my hope. Well, I hope it's good enough that we get next. You know, like that's the thing too. Like if this one bombs, yeah, we're not getting true. seven. You're right. Not for a while. Fans will speak. So. And speak. We uh, we our money talks in this regard. So that's exactly what would happen. It makes me feel good though. It's like, oh, Nev doesn't want to mail it in. Like she wants, she wants to get what she's like. She you know she could have just accepted this paycheck and you know done her bit and walked away. But it seems like she you know she cares about what she does and she wants more money because she cares. And you know, like it, it's not a negative on Nev if you ask me at all. No, I mean that's that's the society we live in. You should get the most money you can. I don't. I don't, I'm not mad at her. I don't blame her for fighting for more money. No, do what you got to do. I, Hey, not when someone's like got said, enough to give it to you either. Right. And like I said, it's her franchise. So for me, I'd be the same way. Like I'm the reason people have been coming <laughs> to see this thing for however many installments. It's now. like, yeah, you teased him. You made him all think it was about Drew Barrymore. And then I carried this franchise for six more films. <laughs> yeah. So, well, one franchise we know that people do co-watch is the MCU and the Marvel films. And it seems that they are Teflon now uh, because it doesn't matter. It even doesn't even matter the quality. They just seem to make money. Like I brought this yeah, up. Yeah, because Captain Marvel is horrible. And made over a billion dollars. It's right? crazy. It is. You know, no matter how you feel about it. Is horrible. Yep. That made over a billion dollars as well. That's insane. Um, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, I think at last read made close to 700 million worldwide or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I liked the film. 
but I did. If you had asked me before if I thought it would make that much, I would have said no way. Um, I can't believe it's made that much. I think it's kids' money. money. I think it's just parents know that they can bring their kids to a film. I think that's fair. I think it's definitely uh, their movies are safer, even though you know gore is a little scary looking. Um, so that uh, you know, I don't know how parents feel about that. And we know with Doctor Strange that had a lot of horror elements. Um, so even that, I, I don't know how much parents would have brought their kids to see that. But um, one guy, Damon Lindelof, who uh, did Lost, who did Watchmen. He also did uh, The Leftovers show on HBO. He feels that uh, Marvel should make less movies so each one can feel a bit more special. Um, you know, he says, just a quote, he says, it's always going to be hard because once you've got someone's attention, you want to keep it. And so the idea of letting it go and not knowing if you're ever going to get back to it again is sort of like it's antithetical to the way that we're wired. From a slightly more cynical standpoint, this is a business. It's an industry. And if you make a couple of great Marvel movies, the instinct is we need to make more Marvel movies and we need to expand this. And he has this sort of feeling like, wow, I wish they made less because it would make each one that came out a little bit more special. But he still watches all of them. <laughs> so what do you think about that? I, I'll i let you go first. I think there's some truth to that, you know, um, because do you, I don't know, like a, a movie like Captain Marvel. It's like, oh, did you, do we need another, do we need a Captain Marvel movie? You know, like necessarily, like I, I'm more about like giving the big tentpole guys their films, Iron Man, Captain America, but like when and, it just see, it's, it seems like even as a fan, there's too much content to keep up with. Not you know, like it's with fair. all the shows now, streaming wise, and that includes all the brands. Like, but there's something about a Batman movie that comes out every like what four years, something like that. That's special. It's about a you know, but. Batman transcends, I feel like, even the genre itself. You know, it's a good, it's, you know, there's one point where you, we didn't have anything as a fandom and now we have too much and it's hard to keep up. So I don't know. You can make any argument like, do we need another movie? Do we need this movie? Does this lower character need to get a film or a TV show? Do right. they deserve it? Like, because you can do it with a more higher profile character or something, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I think everyone, I think this, if you ask people, I think you ask 100 people, I think you'll come up with 50 answers one way, 50 answers another. Correct. I don't think anyone's right or wrong. It's all about personal preference. Me, for one, I've actually said recently, I kind of wish they would tone it down just because it's like, it's hard to keep up with things. It just it is. is. Like I'm, I, I fell behind the flash and now I have to wait until it's on Netflix to catch up. <laughs> no, it just, it just is though. But then like, well, what did I do? I filled that time with Captain Marvel. I filled that time with... Uh, I am Groot. I filled that time with, I, I rewatched the Batman. So it's like, and then in between you do whatever else you want, but there's just, to be honest, there's just not enough time of day for the amount of content they make. You're right. I mean, and you're, that's one thing I will say is you feel, it feels like a job now in a way where you have to watch it. Cause if you don't, you're going to get lost. Um, and just think about the stuff we don't cover on the show. Like we haven't, we didn't review that green lantern movie that came out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's so much everywhere that's that's a direct tv that's something we haven't even talked about we talk about movies streaming we didn't even mention like directed tv movies so yeah so i i mean there is something to this i will i i can definitely see where he's coming from uh to me i just keep saying well how is it any different than watching a tv series or or you know reading a comic series 
you know, they, they keep on going and going and going, uh, you know, that that's kind of the same deal. But we say the I same do, thing in comics. So they're like, do we need another Batman title? Cause there's like 12 right. Batman titles out there. Like I get it. You're right. You're right. Like I, I see the, I see that part of it. And maybe if it was more, less of a, a, you got two or three a year, maybe you only got one or two a year, even that might be a little better. Uh, but now with the advent of the, the Disney plus shows and all the, the, the streaming shows that we have on Disney plus that are Marvel related in the MCU, it's a lot. And well, just does... if you're actually someone who actually likes fandoms outside of superheroes, like you're a star Wars guy, you got to yeah. watch all those star Wars shows now. Like I don't do that. Like I save time doing that. That's part right. of the reason why I don't like star Wars. I just can't fit it in anywhere. <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, it does become, I mean, it, for me, it's cool. We're getting more content. I like this stuff, so I'm going to watch it anyway, but I understand the people who say, yeah, it's getting a little watered down or it's losing some of the specialness of having these things go on, on screen. I understand that, sure. You know, like, and then you look at what it. Sony's doing. Like, do we need a Morbius solo film? No, like it's those types of things. You're right. It. Like, I, I I know I harp on Captain Marvel, but it's like th- those type of characters. Do they need those? Do they need exposure like that? I don't know. No, I would have never. Like I say, I say this all the time. I would have never thought Ant Man would have been made into a movie. And yeah, here we go. and that's a surprise hit. You know, that, you that's know? definitely one where I didn't think it would take off like it has. But then so, again, it's like a lot of people say the second movie sucked. I'm one of the few people who really enjoyed Ant-Man and the Wasp. A lot of people don't like that movie. It's lower tier for them. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I don't hate it. I don't. It think doesn't hold up to the first, but I think it's a right. fun, enjoyable movie. Right. I think that's the issue, too, with a lot of these, the sequels, where the first... Especially when the first film is so awesome. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, to me, is one of the best MCU films, period. But the second one, I hate. Yeah. Like, I hate it. I'll never watch it again. So it's that's like kind of a weird way to look at it, but it part of that is because I expected it to be so great because the first one was so good. So it almost makes me wonder, like, are they, maybe if they took the uh, the foot off the gas a little bit, put a little bit more time in between products, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's hard I mean, to do when they're like, "Hey, we haven't made these movies yet, but here's the next." five years <laughs> you know like they have this presentation and they throw i was like all right we're doing that well, not five years but like here's the next two years and it's like how am i supposed to watch all this it's true it's overwhelming it's a lot it is it's and you wonder why warner brothers can't keep up because like again there's only been one group of people who've been able to do this on a professional level and that's the people over at marvel yeah you know yeah. i mean like, we're they, starting- kind of, they created this and they perfected it yep Star Wars is kind of doing it now too. But that's because successful. now they're owned by Disney and they're using the Marvel method. But at least when it comes to showing and displaying things, you know, like the Disney spectacle, like Disney's well, kind Disney of Disney Plus, th- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Plus changed everything. Disney Plus gave them another outlet to do these things that maybe wouldn't mm-hmm. have hit well on the big screen. Now you have this chance to show You don't need to have a TV network. No. You just need a streaming you know, like yes. it's given these companies they don't need networks to display their content because of streaming. Like before they were kind of like, you know, beholden to the networks. Right. They had all the power. Like, well, okay, well you got content, but how are they going to see it? Right. You need us. Now they're saying we don't need you. Yep. We have, they have the internet. Yep. You don't, you don't need, we have, they, and they all have their own studios and they all have their own film divisions and like it's, yeah, you don't need it anymore. So, yeah, I get the I get what he's saying. He does end it off by saying, you know, um, 
I've made prequels and sequels and reboots, so I can't be a hypocrite and say, God, come up with an original idea. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm making two Star Trek movies at Prometheus, you know, so. Uh, but even those, like, they're spaced out. So when you know one's coming, you're more excited to go see it. And the and, thing is, like, Marvel's connected. So, like. Yeah, it's. It's it one makes big story. It, yeah. And it makes it appointment viewing. Like, you have to. You, I understand that that complaint completely, people who say that. Like, if I don't watch it, I'm lost. So many people didn't well, know. Well, it's funny because I remember uh, when I, I was talking to Bill a month ago, and uh, I was talking about Doctor Strange, and he was like, oh, he's like, he's like, oh, I want to see that. I like Sam Raimi, and he's like, I like the first one. And he's like, what, what do I need to see something to, you know, be cut off? And I was like, did you watch WandaVision? He goes, no. I was like, oh, then you're not going to. He's yeah. like, God damn it, I hate it when they... <laughs> then he goes like full text. God damn it, I hate it when they do this. I just wish it was more like Matt Reeves' Batman self-contained. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean... Bill Yosemite I, Sam Raimi. <laughs> I feel like if he did watch WandaVision, though, I think he'd like it. Maybe, so, I don't know. So, you know, like, that's that's the thing. And that a lot Is of Is he people... going to get the... Would he get the Ralph Boner thing? Oh. I mean, you could, Pete, if you want to nitpick and pick out little parts of everything you watch. But I'm just saying, like, that's a big part of that show is the reveal of Ralph Boner. And, and yeah. Did he watch X-Men Days of Future Pack? Because, like, I now know. that's Disney. Like, yep. that's it. But, like, I'm not nitpicking. It's, you want, that's audience. Yeah. I mean, that whole character, that version of Quicksilver, yes. You, yeah. You like, didn't see that. Is X- he caught up on that stuff? I don't know. Right. Does, <laughs> You're right. He's, he's usually, like, a guy like him, he's a, he's a Batman only guy, so. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he never saw them. I still haven't seen New Mutants. Like, I'm as big of a comic book fan as anyone. I still haven't seen that. Yeah. I know it doesn't connect to to anything, but I'm just saying, (laughs) there's still stuff I haven't seen. You can skip it. Trust me. It's, it's, we won't be upset if you never see that movie. uh, I gotta watch it at some point, though. Um, even though Anya Taylor Joy is in it, uh, (laughs) I gotta see it at some point. Still, Maisie Williams is in it, too. Uh, from Game of Thrones, it's it's nobody talks about that movie at all. No, it the, they talk more about the problems it had than the, the about. And the, the, <laughs> would it have like a five year production schedule? And completely changed the tone, like the tone. It's kind of like Suicide Squad in that regard. The tone was completely changed. Fantastic Four. Yep, completely yeah. changed the tone. I mean, I've seen that. I haven't seen oh. New Mutants. I want to rewatch that Fantastic Four movie, man. The latest one. Yeah, I'm just, I haven't seen it. I bought it on Blu-ray because I wanted to support it, obviously. And I was like, you know, the cast was like, hopeful. I was hopeful for a young cast. Like, okay, maybe the second one will be better. So I bought it. Like, I think when I bought it on Blu-ray, this was the last time I watched it. So it was all those years. I'm very curious. Just be happy that we're getting a new one soon. <laughs> That's all I'm happy yeah. about. We're getting a new Fantastic Four. The set, I do know that apparently this is, this is a rumor, but apparently the, the set piece where doom is walking around that movie and he's flicking people's heads off. It was, um, that was going to be shot for the, uh, Ben Affleck movie. Like that was a set, that stage area, that set specifically, oh. like apparently Affleck and like Deathstroke are going to fight there in that hallway. So see you guys getting little tidbits, little so inside that, news. So I thought that was interesting. Pete has sources. I just talked to people. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. So we're going to close this one down. So, Peter, let them know where they can find you. Um, you could find me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. 
You can follow the podcast you're listening to right now on social media, Straight Out of Gotham, at Straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining and following both. There are a lot of good discourse there. Um, everything that we discuss and more is posted on all our social media accounts, Facebook and uh, Twitter. Uh, follow Italian at the Italian Spider-Man Coalition. I co-host that with uh, Nick and Nico Caruso. I love those guys, and I love doing that show. Um, that's at Italians for Spidey on Twitter at Team Yellow Oval as we uh, as we celebrate the the forthcoming of the Flash and the return of Michael Keaton's Oval to the big screen as well as Keaton himself. So thank you, Mr. Zaslav, for not canceling that movie, and thank you, Ezra, for finally uh, doing what was needed to be done. Uh, you could check out my comic book reviews on batmanonfilm.com. You could check out my toy reviews on Batman on Film YouTube. I've got interviews on Batman on Film YouTube, all over Batman on Film. Um, you can check me out monthly on the Batman Book Club with Ryan Lauer as I try to get Ryan to read I Am Batman. And as we do the monthly uh, comic book wrap-up show, so that's good there. I'm all over the place. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm officially going to be an Expos fan for the rest of the season. They're just playing a much better brand of baseball at this point. So I'm rooting for the Expos. <laughs> and uh, Reno and his father will be very pleased to hear about that because I know they're big fans as well. Vlad Guerrero, Fernando Tati Sr., um, not Jr., um, Orlando Cabrera, Jose Vidro, you know, Rondell White, John Wetton, Larry Walker, all those guys, Ken Hill, the original Pedro Martinez. <laughs> like, they're just having a fantastic season up in Montreal. So <laughs> I'm really happy and I can't wait to see UP. Uh, and uh, that seems to be it. Um, I'm trying to get Eric to, you know, do something with Hasbula. I want to get these two guys together to meet. They're, they're obviously the. <sighs> It's like it would be like Hercules meeting Atlas, you know. It's just like I I need to get these two guys together to discuss championships and kicking ass. So, it just you know, if anyone has any connections, I'd appreciate it because it's just I think the world needs it. I think Eric needs it. I don't think Eric's ever dealt with anyone on his level before, so I think this is finally a chance for him to really, you know, like oh wow, hey look, you're in my league. Like finally, I could talk to you about things. So. I'm always I'm always open for for meeting new people. So sure, why not? Yeah, I just you know I would love to see. I just think it would be a powerhouse, two powerhouses colliding. You know, if let's we really do it. Need. Yeah, get me holes bula. Uh, there you go. See, it'd be like the uh, new power couple. <laughs> All right, guys, you can find me on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. Check out our Facebook group and our Facebook page. Uh, lots of interesting stuff going on there as well. Check out my New York Knicks podcast. If you guys are fans of the New York Knicks, you're all nicked up. How's that you point guard search going? You can hit up on Twitter. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the <laughs> Twitter handle is all underscore Nick underscore up. Uh, we are, yes, we where we talked recently, we just did a live stream where we talked about the Donovan Mitchell situation. We talked about the new uh, the show that's been on HBO, uh, sorry, on Showtime called the New York Point God, um, Point Gods. It talks about all the New York City point guards who have been, um, mm-hmm. have come from this area. It's a very rich history of the position here in New York. So if you guys want to check that out on Showtime, um, give that a, sh- uh, a watch. And uh, yeah, um, check out our, check it out. We have a face, I have a Facebook group and page there as well for All Nicked Up. Same All Nicked Up. So check that out. Over there, you could check out my content as well on Batman on Film, uh, interviews with Jerry O'Connell and and Rebecca Romaine. Apparently, Justin Kowalski saw Jerry O'Connell yesterday and mentioned him that I interviewed him, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> and he remembered you, which yeah. we I, we got to get you back on the BOF circuit, Eric. You know? So I gotta 
Oh, I'll, I'll do live stuff. I don't care. That's fine. I'll go out and do live stuff. But um, check out my my Titans reviews when season four begins. I will be reviewing Titans again. So guys, check those out there as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's all. I think that's all I have for you. So, Pete, unless there's anything else. Uh, Uxus, Galactus, Hasbula. <laughs> I think I covered everything. All right. So for Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah!